The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here it is, for the first time in the 60-year history of the franchise on a Wednesday, it is the day after a Dallas Cowboys game, the first ever Tuesday night game in Dallas Cowboys history. And right off the top, Everson Walls and Mickey Spagnola, I have a suggestion. Let's not play on Tuesday night anymore in the future. (laughs) I don't think it mattered. Tuesday Wednesday, Monday, Sunday, you pick it. We've screwed it up. As a matter of fact, Everson just just basically, I don't know if he read my column already, but that was my column, the beginning, the lead to the column. I said, well, it's the first game in 61 seasons on Tuesday. It looked like the season opener. It looked like Monday at 10 night. It looked like Sunday night. It looked like Sunday at 4.30. It looked like Sunday at noon. Whatever other day you want to say, Tuesday looked exactly the same. They still cannot stop you know what the it, run. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of 1989. Oh, my God. That's all I kept thinking as I was watching the game. You know, I've been through it. You know, I, I try not to be so high and mighty like I've won every championship or every game I played in. I've been on some of the worst teams in Cowboys history. So I know this feeling, and I don't like it. And it's that deja vu all over again, that's something that is not good for, for any franchise. I don't care how storied you are. Everson, after 1-15 in, in 1989, where were you in 1990? I was in New Jersey. I was on the first thing smoking to New Jersey. <laughs> I, I, made the phone, I made the phone call right after Flipper Anderson beat Mark Collins on that overtime playoff win. I'm on the phone the next day, Monday morning. <laughs> and how much longer before you had a Super Bowl ring? Uh, it was about a year later. Yeah, it was go. about so, one year so my, later, that's right. My, my point is, there is hope, no matter how bad it seems right now. There is hope on the horizon, and that's why Mickey Spagnola is here. He is going to give us hope right off the top. Mickey, there is there go. hope? So the last, there you go. So the last line in my column was, hope is fading like the winter sun. <laughs> <laughs> So you hey, the, the winter sun in New Jersey. The yeah. winter sun in New Jersey. It yeah. fades fast, yeah. baby. <laughs> oh, uh, and that once again, Bill, you're talking individual uh, hope, okay? I, as an individual, had hope after that. The Cowboys team still didn't make the playoffs that, that, that following year. It took them a couple of years to make the playoffs. So, yes, from a team standpoint, Hope springs eternal, but it's going to take them a couple of years if you're going to go by your example. But wait a second. Mickey, it was a 17-10 game at the end of the first half, and the Cowboys were going to the end zone on a Hail Mary. That Hail Mary was not answered. What happened to this team in the second half? 
they they decided that they were going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. Here's what happened in the second half, and it was a byproduct of the first half. And what did I tell you? The more field goals you kick, you closer to losing, and especially when you don't make them. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't get mad, Spag. That was your pick-to-click guy. You know, that's a personal thing, it sounds like to me. No, no, I mean, I don't like that he missed him either. But I think that you're really pouring it on a bit extra because that was your pick-to-click no, guy. I don't pick, don't get Layton. mad at him because he didn't live up to your expectations. I it's picked okay. Leighton Van Der Esch, by the way, and he didn't live up to my oh, and Bill, uh, by yeah, the way, You're right. by the way, you know, you, you mentioned the Hail Mary in the end zone. How about the interference call that they blew at the 34-yard line? Yeah. How do you miss oh that? My God. How do you miss that? Now, it might have ended up hey, in another field goal, but I don't know how that would have turned out. But, you know, the Hail Mary would have been a shorter throw. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, any blown call in a crucial situation – it just changes everything. All the variables are changed. It could mean that it could mean nothing, or it could mean that the Cowboys take that spark and go on and win the game. We've seen it happen too many times where that timely call can be the breath that you need to finish your task. As far as I'm concerned, once you blow a call like that, you don't know what could have happened after that, and especially with the fact that the Cowboys were so focused on going into the end zone. You don't know what kind of change it could have made, and that's what makes you so upset. It's the, how can I put it, it's the unknown. It's what, we don't know what could have happened afterwards. What do you think that the, the official was not more than 10 yards away from it? What do you think he was looking at? Was he supposed to watch the ball? Was he watching the other receivers on the other side of the field? Because this was coming right at him. And it was clearly a hold. It's not no exaggeration. And the ball was in the air. He spun him around. And he, and he misses the call. That's just inexcusable. The guy should get fired. I, I think. Because somebody will get fired. I, I, I'm because with you, of this. Somebody will get fired or won't get re-signed because of this game. Right? And, and, and right. he, he had right. a hand in it. What are you doing? And you know what? That's funny you say that, Spags, because everyone, of course, is always talking about tanking. I've been on some horrible teams, and I, 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 don't, I don't think I got the memo ever about tanking. Because when you tank, it's got to be a universal thing. It has to be a, a coordinated effort, you know? So when you start talking about tanking, does that mean uh, we, we, we get a re reduction in our salaries if we tank? Does that mean we, we tank the salaries? Does that mean that, I don't know, we go down on the, on the prices per ticket if we have all decided it's a tank? So I don't know who's in on it right now, but I hope they're not thinking about tanking. And I'll tell you what, that guy's pretty lucky that uh, the guy that uh, I sort of cut off this morning uh, wasn't on the field because I got the double bird this morning when I'm coming to work. <laughs> And oh, really? Was, and it was an emotional one, too, with both hands off the wheel. <laughs> so that's what that guy deserved. <laughs> no, no, he recognized you, Spags. It wasn't right, your driver. That's probably it, yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, that's Spagnola, yeah. 
And it's like, how do you... Did you express you, yourself to him? I decided I wasn't going to just wave because he might have thought I was being rude. We were going 10 miles an hour. We're coming to a stoplight. I just changed lanes, and the guy got all upset. And the worst part was is he was going to get in the right turn lane anyway, so I didn't cost him anything. Mm. But boy, was he mad. Oh, my Lord. You better be careful, Spags, between bike riding and driving. <laughs> you don't do well at intersections. I guess not, huh? <laughs> uh, let me tell you, there was a there was a stabbing at a restaurant a parking lot uh, yesterday morning at a at a place near near where I live, and so and it was <laughs> and they said later it was a road rage incident. So, uh, Mickey, you be careful on those roadways. That's why out I there. didn't respond, especially to the guy. on the morning after a cowboy loss. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think what they meant was a a road game rage. It was a road <laughs> right. game rage. That's what that was, Bill. They you know, misunderstood. You know, and, 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 now, <laughs> and the shame of this whole thing was the offense was kind of doing a, a little bit, right? They were kind of doing enough. They were moving the football. Yes, they couldn't score. They didn't score in the red zone. You don't want to be kicking field goals like they did on the opening drive, but at least they were somewhat functional. Uh, Andy Dalton was able to throw for 285 yards. He only got sacked once. Uh, now he got hit a lot, uh, and they had a bunch of tackles for losses. So you know, but from if you just put in context the Cowboys' offensive line and what they've been and what they were able to do, it was kind of okay, right? But no, the defense got to give up 34 more points. Got to give up 294 yards rushing. 294. Only topped by Cleveland's 307. <clears throat> you know, I talked about before the and, game. And Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman was on them all night long. <clears throat> and let's just be real. I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm not happy to hear Troy talk about our team like that. I know he's not happy to do it. You've got all the fans out there, and they're upset about his commentary. Sometimes you, you, he tries to uh, be politically correct in what he says about this defense. But last night, all gloves were off. And I, I must admit, it, it was justified because everything he talked about came into fruition. He talked about... Why is Lamar Jackson even trying to throw a pass? Yeah. He said they don't even need to throw a pass. Just keep running the ball over and over again. And when that statement is made by a commentator, and it's known to be true by all fans and anyone watching the game, what do you do with that? What can you say? What kind of answer can you have with that? Because you have no answer on the field. And it's not just the system itself to me it's just bonehead plays Some, sometimes you just look at what's going on and I talk about the inside leverage by the defensive backs Dexter Klinkscale texted me last night about the abhorred play from the Cowboys secondary and I couldn't even take up for him each time you see a defensive back making a mistake on the pass he has zero leverage on the wide receiver he always seems to be in the trail position or it always seems that he, his reaction is a beat slower than the wide receiver. There's no anticipation. There's no instinct at all. Uh, there's no leverage on anything that we do. Yeah, so but the run situation aside, run, situa run defense aside, our 
secondary in regards to pass coverage, we've got to be the most clueless players I've seen in a long time. Well, the, the, the first touchdown pass, no one covered Boykins. You know what? I, I could have ran that route. No one covered him. He went right across the, 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 the uh, linebackers, and, and, and Darian Thompson just kind of froze, and Wouzier's covering somebody out there in the flat, and there's only one. The safeties were on the other side where the other receivers were, and no one covered him. It's a busted coverage. It had nothing to do with leverage. It had to do with recognition. And then the other one that they gave up, the deep pass, You've got a practice squad cornerback out there having to start, uh, and, and I don't know what he was looking at, and he gets turned around. Uh, gosh. And then the, the interference call, I, I don't know what Xavier Woods was thinking about, uh, but he only completed 12 passes. You got beat by a quarterback who completed 12 passes, and, and, and two of them were for more than half the yards he completed. Uh, that he gained throwing the ball. Think about that. The two passes, I think, it ended up being the two touchdowns, 58 yards. He only threw for 105. So he had 10 passes basically for like 49 yards. And you got beat because you can't stop the run. You can't figure out when they've got a fullback in the game, when they've got two tight ends in the game, when it's fourth and two and Lamar Jackson's at quarterback, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. And no, there you got with one linebacker in the middle of the field and a skinny-ass safety sitting there next to him. (laughs) What do you think the result was going to be? <laughs> well, the the problem on the Lamar Jackson touchdown run is the linebacker that was supposed to be in that gap went to the other side of the field. I, he made a he made a false step, but he didn't have anybody there for backup. Mm-hmm. Though there was no other linebacker. Mm-hmm. What if you had three linebackers on the field? God forbid. That was that infamous. That was that infamous zero coverage <laughs> that has been known to get some people fired here lately. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, in this regard, I remember playing against the Rams, 1985, uh, wild card playoff game. We were in Anaheim. You've got Eric Dickerson in the backfield, and you've got probably the shortest quarterback besides Kyler Murray in the history of the NFL, Dieter Brock. Remember him? Yep. Mm. Canadian. He's from, he's from Canada, if I'm not mistaken. They threw, I think, maybe five times that game. We picked him off twice. I'm sorry. We picked him off only once because Randy White jumped off sides twice or jumped off sides on the second interception. My thing is this. They're going to do what they're going to do. Eric Dickerson ran for a guy 200. By himself, he outran what we just gave up last night. By himself, he ran that on us, on our doomsday defense, 1985. But when they rose up to pass... We did what we had to do. He was totally inept in, as, a, as a passer. And, and I guess that's my pet peeve. As a cornerback, I can't do much about the running plays. But when you've got an inept passer in that backfield, in, at that quarterback position, you cannot let him extend any plays in regards to your position in the secondary. In other words, you can't give up a touchdown pass to a quarterback who is laboring right now in regards to his proper passing technique. So, yes, you don't stop the run, 
But there are times when we did put ourselves in a good position to stop him, force him into a third and long and into a pass, and either he scrambled for a first down or he was able to find someone wide open because of a blown coverage. My thing as a defensive back, you do what you must do in regards to your position. I picked off uh, 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 Dieter Brock twice that, that day, but only one counted because of the offsides. But my point is, you can't have anyone wide open in the secondary after you finally, finally got them in a position to where you want them. And that goes to a position of leverage. That goes to a position of being bonehead. That goes to a position of not knowing what you're doing and not having instincts at all in the secondary. So you can't compound your problems with ineptitude. That's my point, Spags. I get it. We can't stop the run. But damn, you've got a guy back here passing for touchdowns who is having the worst passing of his career, even worse than his rookie year. To me, that's the point that needs to be made as well. Well, here's the other point. He never got touched. No sacks, no quarterback hits. That's it. He was free. And this is a guy that hadn't... Pr- and there were times guys were wide time. open. He yeah. should have hit them. Oh, my God. He was. He, he was should like, have hit them. If there were grasshoppers out there, he was killing grasshoppers <laughs> on, the, on the field. <laughs> it reminded me of my friend... They, it could have been more. It could have been more. Some guys were wide open. He just missed them. It reminded me of my freshman year at Missouri when I got there and everybody was talking about what a great football program this was. And we, our, our, our block uh, for our dorm floor was like the first row in the end zone. We couldn't see anything. But all we could see, because it was the opener, were grasshoppers all the way, right? And the, and the Missouri <laughs> quarterbacks, he was throwing so many incompletions, the grasshoppers were jumping up off the ground because they were going to get killed by passes. That's what he reminded me of. How many times do you throw the ball in the ground and yet you win the game 34-17? to 17? Just amazing. Seven on seven. That's what it looked like. It looked like seven on seven he was standing back there so long. Do you realize they had, uh, of the, of their yardage, and, and it was, I, I believe it was 401, if I remember correctly, total yards. Yep. 206 of it came on seven plays. Seven plays accounted for 206 yards, and only two of them were pass plays. The rest of them were runs. So how do you expect to win a game when you're giving up yardage like that on big plays? And you're not getting any. You're just kind of going dink, 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 but moving downfield until you couldn't do it enough yeah. to you had to kick field goals. But seven plays, you divide 206 by seven, that's almost 30 yards a play. You, I, I'm at a loss of how you can play defense that bad. That's what Troy said. <laughs> you know what? And I'm also I'm it seems also, like I'm also not buying the excuse that they they didn't have any energy or they weren't trying. No, they were trying. It just wasn't working. They weren't good enough. Nope. And by the way, that Rams playoff loss back in the 1985 season, Brock Heward had a total of 50 yards passing. Or Dieter Brock. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was Dieter Brock. Yeah, it was Dieter Brock. Dieter Brock had 50 yards passing in that game, and Eric Dickerson ran. 
for 249 yards on 34 carries. Yep. And the Baltimore Ravens ran for more yards than <laughs> Eric Dickerson and the Rams did in that uh, forgettable playoff game in 1985. All right, we're just getting started here on Mix Shots, and we're back with more in a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Well, you can now support your beloved Cowboys from anywhere. Open up AT&T's Fan Zone feature inside the Cowboys app and record your personal cheer and referee signals. You'll receive a personalized mosaic and may show up on the AT&T Live FX video board during the game. Cowboys back on the road this week. More road rage for Mickey and others <laughs> as road game rage as they play at Cincinnati at noon on Sunday and then back home to take on the San Francisco 49ers. And Mickey and Everson, not only you two and a lot of Cowboys fans are fed up with watching this team right now, but so are the networks apparently because the Cowboys have been flexed out of the Sunday night game against San Francisco. Wow. They've been moved to noon that day at at and Whoa, that is extreme. <laughs> they go from, you go, you go to noon? Wow. <laughs> they're, they're, they're still going to have matter in their eyes when they play that game. They're like, whoa, how far have we? If the, if the London if the London 8:30 a.m. window on Sunday were available, they would have gone. To, they would have flexed them to 8:30 a.m. on Sunday. But people, hey, but they, they feel like Cowboy fans need to go to church. They feel like Cowboys fans need to go to church, even if it's just online on Sunday morning. So, so you, you can get out of your 
your church <laughs> online session and then go pray for your cowboys starting at noon. Oh, my think, God. Think, think, about th- think about this, though. Think about this. <laughs> Cleveland Giants, Cowboys 49ers. Even though the Cowboys are 3-9, and nine, which one do you think would get the highest ratings? Cowboy's, Cowboys gonna get the highest rating. Absolutely, ratings. but yeah. three and nine. Yeah, Cowboys gonna get the highest rating. Three and nine out trump the Cowboys national appeal for the first time. Now I don't know if this site's legitimate or not. I saw somebody quoting uh, at five oh six sports, and basically all they do is give you who's playing where, uh, what time, uh, what time slot. Uh, who's who's broadcasting the game, and they are claiming that since Sunday night football started in 2006, if that's accurate, this is the first time the Cowboys have ever been flexed out of a game. Not into a game, out of a game. And I can believe it because I can't Even remember. Even in 89? I can't. Well, there was no Sunday night football in 89. It was Monday night, right? Um, I can't remember yeah. a game getting flexed out of. That's embarrassing. Well, well, think about it. How many uh, how many times have the Cowboys, you know, Jason Garrett had three straight eight and eight seasons, and so they were still in it down to the end of the season. Right. In those three seasons, uh, there and outside of the four and twelve year, I mean that uh, when Romo got hurt, uh, twenty fifteen. You know, the Cowboys just probably didn't happen to have a Sunday night game scheduled for the last couple of weeks of the season that year. I'm not sure. I have to go back and look. But uh, there's a, it, it, over the last 15 years, the Cowboys have pretty much been in it all the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's really just 2015 where they got the fourth pick in the draft and picked Zeke the next year. And then 20, where they were and then down 2010, at the bottom. Right? And then 2010, when they – what did they finish, 6-10? and 10? But even then, they were they – fin- they finished – uh, five and six three. and ten. Yeah, they, they were six and five and. Three. Yeah, they were. They, they finished the season five and three. Yeah. And Jason had taken over at midseason that year. So. Anyway, that's uh, that's where we are right now. It's 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 all because of COVID. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm glad you said something before I opened yeah. up my mouth and spoke truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right now, guys, it's, you know, you can call this season, oh my goodness, we had a virus running through here from the beginning of the season. I mean, virus of injuries, you know, of course, the, the, the pandemic itself. And I'm just so disappointed that we didn't handle it a bit better. I know we've got so many issues and people talk about how many losses they had in, in uh, personnel. The Cowboys have had just as many or more. And, and I think the quality of losses that we've had to deal with, uh, especially from our offensive line, is something that just really needs to be considered. And not to mention you got a all pro pro bowl quarterback uh, that went down in a horrific injury. Uh, Troy spoke last night about how Offensively, I think we're still ranked number ninth in the NFL. I can tell you. Is that true? Uh, they are still number ninth and number nine in the passing game. So that tells you how good Crazy. they were before this stretch of suffering out there with what the offensive line 
uh, they're playing with. But you know what it also tells you. You you know what, Mickey? What it also tells you is how far behind they have been in games this season. Yeah. When the passing offense is putting up that kind of numbers, that means that you've been trailing a lot of games by about three touchdowns for a lo- for a lot of those games. Meaning you fall behind early in the season, obviously the first half of games, and then uh, you know. You can't win very many games throwing 50 passes a game. And then, you know, often through another 48 the, last year. 48. The difference in that, though, Bill, yeah. from what I saw was because I remember uh, they made a statement about garbage yards uh, by Dak. And I guess I took offense to that because to me, garbage yards is when you, de- you never close the gap uh, as far as the score is concerned. Yeah, that's uh, true. Any, any game that we were behind, whether it's Falcons, Browns, uh, any of those games, we Dak brought us back in it. We were in it at, at times. He brought us back into the lead, and so to me, when you not you necessarily, but uh, when when I've heard commentators say about yeah. garbage yards, to me, garbage yards those are not garbage yards. Those are yeah. necessary yards that brought us back into these ball games that were out of reach initially, and we'll, we'll look up in the third quarter, or maybe even the fourth, and go, man. We're back in this. So yeah. that happened yeah. so last many night, times. Last night was garbage yards. Yes. Because they, they weren't getting we back know, in we the game. We know garbage yeah. yards. Those that yeah. Dak was putting up, those were not garbage yards. And you know what's so bad? I think, and it's scared to say, if Dak was still playing, would our defense still be this horrible? I mean, would they continue to be this inept? They were that inept would he in continue the, when he was to playing. That's what I mean. Would they continue? You're right, Spags. Would they continue to be inept even if he was still up, you know, still doing this thing and still throwing for, let's say it went from 400 yards, I think high 405. What if he brought it down to every game he had to throw for three plus and four? You know what I mean? And would they continue to be this inept and force us to have to be putting up crazy numbers? That's something that I, I, I actually wish I could, could, uh, could realize and could see because right now, you know, we've got an excuse. The defense has an excuse. Oh, well, Dak's down. You know, they we, got we've no got so excuse. many people hurt. I would have wondered what kind of excuse would they use if Dak was still playing and we kept on losing and he kept putting up the numbers and bringing us back in the games and they kept on being that defense. See, they kept on being like the Seahawks are now. I, uh, I guess the Seahawks really are the only team that's continued to be in up versus the pass. Nothing's you gonna, are what nothing's you are. Gonna change, nothing's going to change <laughs> Gus Edwards running the ball seven times for 101 yards. Lamar Jackson wow. 13 times for 94 yards. J.K. Dobbins 11 times for 71 yards. You know, they were all worried about, well, Ingram, well, he's coming back off COVID. I don't, he only gained 28 yards. These other characters had all the rest. <laughs> you know, and just because you, you get a batted I pass. I don't think, I don't think. Just because you get a batted pass. I just don't think we've ever had the. The uh, next play has got to be a touchdown once again. <laughs> That's very true. How true. Uh, How I love. I love how Mickey Mickey says these other characters. You got two Heisman Trophy winners in that group, and J.K. Dobbins who played at Ohio State. Gus Edwards. But Gus you, Edwards. But you know okay. What? Now Gus, Gus is Gus is the other and character. It's not, 
It's not just that they ran for it. Uh, Troy spoke last night about how it was, it, you know, sometimes you can tell that fan comes out in him, you know, that, that ex-cowboy yeah. comes out. Because he was, he was like, you could just see him throwing his hands up. The Cowboys know that they have to run, and they're still gashing the defense with the running plays. When he said that, that's coming mm-hmm. from a former player or a fan. He said, this is ridiculous. The Cowboys are still giving up big chunks of yardage when you know that they all they're going to do is run the ball and you have stacked the line. The other thing that upsets me is, do we not have a third linebacker or what? Do we not have a third linebacker? What, Lee, what is wrong with our third linebacker? Sean Lee got to play 17 plays. That, that might be a season high. It was, he had 18, I think, the last game, too. Okay. So that's the so rotation. The, but but your point is, is well taken because how many times this season, outside of a goal line situation, which may, may not have even happened then, have Leighton Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee been on the field at the same time? It hadn't happened much, if, if ever. I don't know that and it they're has. running the ball, guys. They are running the ball. They are they're like like uh, Troy was saying. They're not trying to fool anybody. You know what they're going to come out and do? Why? Well, I'm sorry, I, I forgot the other linebacker's name. Was it Joe Smith? What was the guy's name? Forty-eight. For for who? It was the linebacker for us? For us? Number four. Joe Thomas. Oh, Joe. Joe Thomas. Thomas. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, uh, Joe Thomas is out there. I saw him on the punt, on the kickoff return. They don't play him anymore. He was decent when he played. He can't be doing any worse than what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought that when they came out with the tight ends, and even if they did come out wide, they still ran the ball. And Lamar Jackson this year is not passing the ball well enough to say, you know what, guys, we better put an extra defensive back in there. No. He hasn't warranted that kind of respect as far as the passing yards are concerned. The only way he got him was, as Spag said, blown coverages. So I think we should have been in there playing heavy run because we knew that's what they would come at us with. I don't know why we keep playing with the nickel and the dime. I don't understand it. I'm with you. What do you think, Mickey? I've been saying why it. Why is it happening? For, I've been saying it for weeks. I don't understand it either. All right, we mull that over through another break, and we come back with another segment of Mix Shots. What will Mickey come out w- us with next when we come back in just a I'm moment? Saving it. And I'm I've got saving. one. <laughs> We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay, let's play. Ah, uh, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Oh. Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. 
I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back, back, back. To Mick Shots. The virtual Christmas extravaganza presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb. The most electrifying holiday show of the season can be watched on Dallas Cowboys Facebook and Twitter on December 11th and the 24th at 6 p.m. Central or on demand at DallasCowboys.com slash Christmas. And watching the Christmas extravaganza virtually is a good thing. Playing virtual defense is not good. <laughs> was that part of the read? I, hey, that was a nice segue, Spags. I wasn't sure if he was done. I told That's you I had good. another shot. <laughs> you sure did. Wow, that was impressive. I'm like, man, what kind of read is that? That was harsh. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was true, though, too. It's so true. So true. <laughs> and, and I was going to give vouch- you a bad grade on that, Spags. I totally changed that grade. That was good. <laughs> All right. And uh, let me vouch for that uh, Christmas extravaganza. I was out uh, last week, I think it was, on Wednesday of last week. I don't know if this happens every evening in the Star in the Plaza area, Tostitos Championship Plaza at the Star. But starting at 6 o'clock, they, I think they ran a replay of last year's, uh, or it may have been one that they did right before Thanksgiving. A, a, where they, it was the tree lighting is what it was. Uh, and so they replayed it, and there's a lot of people that were gathered there and stuff. Just, But it's really, a, if, you, if you're not doing anything in some evening, 6 o'clock, just head up to the, to, to the star. It's easy parking right there. Uh, on a nice evening, and it's really cool because they uh, they basically redo or, or replay on the big board there, uh, and and it's a it, they light the Christmas tree just like they did when they when they did it around Thanksgiving time. It's really neat. And this Christmas extravaganza is it's a different type thing, I guess. Uh, the the holiday show, which is Friday at six o'clock. And I would imagine that they'll probably replay that too, uh, some as well. But uh, it's it's you want to get into the holiday spirit, head up to the Star any evening on a nice uh, weather night, and uh, it'll it'll get you in the holiday spirit. And and goodness knows we need that right now. <laughs> and, and on top of that, if you make an appointment, you can visit Santa Claus at the Star also. There you go. All right, very good. But you need, Mickey. When do you suit up? <laughs> when do you suit up for that every day? Yeah, right. <laughs> right after, right after mix shots, you you put your beard on and <laughs> actually, I, it, 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 it takes him a while to put, 
You know what? He takes a while to put his lifts on. Now he's got to put his lifts on, otherwise everybody know who he is. Actually, (laughs) yesterday I was here so early before the game. It was like three thirty, and I'm going. What am I going to do? It's still three and a half hours till the game starts. So I think for the first time in a year. I walked around the Star Complex here, and I saw where uh, mm. the, the store—or not the store—it the, was where uh, Santa Claus was, and people were in there Santa? getting their their pictures taken. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So this is the real Santa Claus. Yeah, the there. real okay. Santa Claus cool. was here now. So, by the way, you—you oh, right. uh, kind of glossed over. Somebody mentioned the virus. How many more mistakes is Baltimore going to make? With the Dez thing? How does yeah. that happen? Oh, my God. How does that happen? How did that Break happen? it down for me. Break it down for me, I mean, Spags, because I'm confused. What, what, what we were told was that, the, you know, he had an inconclusive test, right? Well, my, my understanding and what I've been told is inconclusive might as well be positive. And, and until you're negative, then you're positive, even if it's inconclusive. Uh, and, and supposedly he had so, two inconclusive tests before the one came back positive. I guess they finally did one uh, point of contact uh, tra- uh, testing instead of waiting for a couple hours for the test to come back. Uh, but that's just amazing to me. That's that what that they did a half hour place. before kickoff. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just amazing that, that that could take place. No wonder they've had problems. And the reason why the Cowboys were playing on a Tuesday night and then have to play Sunday after getting home at 3.30 and probably no one getting to their houses till 4. Uh, today's a wash. You can't do anything. So you get to practice Thursday, Friday, maybe do something Saturday because Friday's normally a day they don't do much. And then you got to go travel again while they get to play on Monday night. Go figure. I don't it's know. It's kind of scary because you just play against a team that has had these unusual outbreaks. So you kind of wonder, as we test going towards the next game, you know, you 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 kind of got your fingers crossed. You know, hoping that things turn out okay, right? Well, I mean, and I, it seems and like that was a concern. Week. Yeah, and it's a short week. Um, so my understanding, and Stephen was explaining it today when he did his radio segment that. Uh, you know, when they when they go on the road like that, the, the, the players all have to do contact tracing. They've got their little device with them. And so uh, I guess uh, after the game, all that was checked. And he said that uh, no one uh, basically violated the protocol of being around Dez for a lengthy period of time uh, from the contact tracing and also the fact that it was outdoors. Uh, so that kind of helped the situation. And, you know, we'll see when their tests come back uh, from, you know, today, uh, you know, what, what if anything took place. But they thought they were pretty uh, clear uh, of a, any problems from that. But, yeah, we're yet to see. And how, and you know, know, and you didn't want to interview. And how des was that for that to happen? Golly. Uh. Did anyone interview him afterwards, or no? He you, know, you didn't he have to. All you had to do is follow his Twitter go feed. To Twitter, yeah. poor kid. And it's like, gosh, just <laughs> get rid of Twitter, please, please do your. Yeah, he's, at that point, he said he quit. He, he, yeah. he basically just threw his hands up and said he quit. But then he changed. That's the last his, I heard. Then he changed his mind, and he's yeah, I'm coming back to play. That's good. That's good. I mean, he's emotional. We all knew that. I know. I and know. that is kind of frustrating. But, uh, you know, 
what do you expect? I mean, he's pretty haphazard when it comes to protocol. I mean, let's just be real about it. <laughs> but I did want to see him play in this game. I am a fan of his, even though he has no freaking idea who I am. I passed right by him four or five times. He has no idea who I am. But I'm a big fan of his. I want to see him play against the Cowboys. You want to see a player of his magnitude come back from that injury. And, of course, we saw that. But you still want to see him play against his old teammates. So, that was something that you was truly what? disappointing. And I think that's why his reaction was so visceral because he, oh, yeah. he yeah. was just like, man, what? What? You know, and then the, <laughs> and then the weird thing was is the Fox pregame show finally reported that that's what took place. But they still ran their feature on Dez, the interview with him. And it was like, seriously? <laughs> well, you, can't let, you can't let the facts stand in the way of a good feature. <laughs> hey, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to social social uh, the, the social media now, Spags. And ever since just media in general. You were talking about how Troy was kind of hard on the Cowboys. Joe Buck was doing his best to help out before Tucker attempted that field goal <laughs> and pointed out this is no jinx, but he has made 70 straight field goals no more than 40 Oh, hours. my God. And then he misses. It's like they were like, come on, come on, let's, let's dig it in there. Keep it going. Sure enough, he misses after, what, 70 straight or something? Yeah, like that? in a row inside 40. So yeah. Joe oh, Buck did his part. I guess Boy, they he, do He work. tried. You know, he saved I, I guess points. they work. I guess they work. <laughs> the problem is it worked on Zerline threefold, though. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's your boy, Spags, Greg Gillette. Yeah, right. I was all for and, uh, competition. How about the watermelon? How about the watermelon kick? We about to put that out to pasture now. Yeah, that watermelon was a long time ago. It yeah. almost worked. He just again. he just kicked that watermelon. Well, it almost worked after if you're going to allow uh, the recovery to happen five seconds after the <laughs> after the ball is covered. Yeah, well, at least they had the sense to run up and recover the ball, right? Although I don't know why that That's guy, right. even after he recovered, what was he doing? He was like acting like he was trying to get up again. Where, where did he think he was going? Everybody was laying on top of him. That's why the ball got ripped out. I think he, I think he just wanted to go do the camera thing. You know, everybody oh, like wants to, I got it and let me show off. Go, yeah. 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 Gotta go run to the end zone. <laughs> and go take a picture in the end yeah, zone. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. stupid. All right, looks like we're out of time for mixed shots for this Wednesday. And uh, we've got a lot of ammunition for tomorrow, though, too. I have a feeling that Mickey's got two more days worth of mixed shots uh, from this game as we get set for the uh, classic battle between the 3-9 and nine Cowboys and the 2-9-1 and one Cincinnati Bengals on uh, Sunday in Cincinnati. Homecoming for Andy Dalton. That's something to look forward to uh, this week as the Cowboys head to Cincy. All right. That does it for Mixed Shots. We'll see you tomorrow at 1.30. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?